welcome to the Public Health Weekly Report. My name is Laura Schechter, and I'm a first-year master's of public health student at the University of California, San Diego. The breakdown of this podcast is simple. I will keep you in the loop on what is going on in the public health space, and you guys get to learn a few new cool facts that you can whip out at your own discretion. So I'm going to stick to the facts and let you guys make up your own mind regarding the research I share. Hope you enjoy. The first article comes out of Northwestern and was published in JAMA recently. Researchers found that the death rates caused by an opioid overdose in older adults has steadily increased over the past 20 years. The paper followed U.S. adults ages 55 and older from 1999 to 2019 and saw that the rate of fatal overdoses increased by 1,886%. Interestingly, they saw that there was an increase every year during that 20-year span. It was discussed that this finding coincides with what the CDC has identified as the third wave in the opioid epidemic, characterized by the increased presence of fentanyl. Our next story comes from the Journal of Journal on Nutrition, Education, Behavior. The paper called Helpful Food for Children is the Same as Adults discussed how people perceive kids' food as being so different than adult food. Their main point was to say that there's no difference between beneficial foods for children and adults ages two and up. The main thing that needs to be adjusted is the portion size, and that is it. The authors detailed that in the U.S., the idea of kids' food as being the food items we see on kids' menus is just a social norm. They discussed that not only are nutrition educators key to transforming the cultural norm around kids' food, parents and community members have a role in it by reframing what we define as kids' food as well as shifting consumer demand. And our third and sadly last story of the day is on everyone's favorite topic, social media. A paper dropped from New University of Buffalo named Social Media Use and its Links to Physical Health Indicators. They use college-age students to determine the physical health outcomes of social media. Now, the literature is pretty dense regarding social media's effect on mental health, but the literature is not as full in terms of social media's effects on physical health. The researchers took blood samples of 251 undergraduate students to look at their C-reactive protein, which is a chronic inflammatory biomarker. The students also completed a survey that asked them about how often they use social media. The researchers found that students who use social media excessively have higher levels of C-reactive protein. This is super telling because this biomarker may predict serious illnesses like diabetes, certain cancers, and cardiovascular disease. And those are the stories for today.